0: Hello and welcome to episode 41 of the official Jaguar Report podcast. My name is Gus Logue. I'm joined by my co host, John Shipley. What's up, John?
1: How's it going, buddy? We are, we are what, five days away from OTAs? We're right in the thick of it, baby.
0: Right in the thick of it. Yeah, we've got some recent news because the last time we recorded, we had the international schedule for the 2023 NFL season. And now we've got the full schedule. So John and I have both printed out our full predictions, not actually printed out, but we've got our full predictions for each game on Big Cat Country and Jaguar Report, respectfully, and we're gonna run through it today.
1: I'm I'm glad we went the different route and continue to stand out instead of doing a podcast on the day of the schedule release. We did one the day before. <laughs> <laughs> you know, wait. I, it, it was so, a good strategy. We had, we kept kept the people waiting.
0: Yeah, so like let the let the news marinate a little bit. Exactly. You know? I didn't exactly. post my stuff until Monday, so
1: I was waiting on you. But. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, in the meantime, you were at uh, rookie mini camp, which was Friday and Saturday, right? Yes, sir. Takeaways from that? Yeah. I mean, okay. Like. <laughs>
1: They were in helmets and shorts. So yes, yeah, I was going to
0: say wh- that, that needs to, what fancy news are about to break for us, right? Like
1: that needs to be the <laughs> full context of it. And like normally, like it's a bigger deal if guys struggle in those practices and if they stand out. Yeah, but I'd still say like some guys, draft picks I've seen over the last couple of years who haven't stood out at these practices, like there's not 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 name anybody but a player they drafted last year who you know in these exact kind of situations like didn't stand out at all you're like okay that <laughs> that was a you know interesting kind of pick and then this year you know i think it was a lot of fancy people shared that tank bigsby you know I, he had like a really good day on saturday and yeah it was helmets and shorts but <sighs> gotta write something you know i mean yeah. it happened it, it looks, happened. Good. He looks good it did it did
0: so who else did you mention that looks good? Brenton Strange was moving around well. And yet- yeah,
1: he 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 looked, you know, as advertised, like the first day, like good athlete. He's, I, I like being able to see like these guys in person. Like he's a bigger guy in person than you know you'd imagine. Like he's bigger than like a bigger frame than a guy like Evan Ingram, for instance, you know, like he looks like an all around, like balanced tight end, like just in person, you know, off the cuff. And then a guy like Yusir Abdullah, he was another guy like, yeah, he's obviously a shorter pass rusher, but I think he was listed as like 243 in the Jaguars roster. And I think at the combine, he was even like, I want to say like in a 239 range. There, there's no way. Like he, he reminds me of, like different positions entirely, but how he's built, he kind of reminds me of Quincy Williams. Like, he's really like short, but he's like, like just yoked up and like, yeah, and yeah, yeah. And that's how he is, bro. Like, he, like, he looks definitely in like the mid 250s range, which, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty good. So, pretty and then, good. um, in terms of undrafted guys, you know, Elijah Cooks, so I thought to me, you know, he was the guy I was saying going into it, I was most interested in, you know, he, had, he's the biggest receiver on the roster or was until they signed a UCF alum, Jacob Harris.
0: Yeah, was he out there too?
1: Yeah, he was. Playmaker U. Yeah, he he (laughs) was with the receivers, not the tight ends. So he was drafted by the Rams, and they labeled him as a tight end, but he was a receiver at UCF, and I guess he got moved back to receiver with the Rams. And then he worked out for them as a receiver, so... That's, there you go. Yeah, there you go. But no, I thought Elijah Cooks like he's their biggest receiver, like on the roster than Harris. But like he looked good, like he was catching everything. He moved like really good for a big guy, and he's probably like it's going to be hard for any receiver to make like the roster, obviously with how many guys they're returning, etc. But mm-hmm. he's at least somebody who stood out. And then Kevin, Kevin Austin Redemption Tour, man. Ke- Kevin, Kevin Austin was like the most impressive player of the weekend, which again helmets and shorts, but. Kevin Austin didn't look good like in any practices last last year. Like, like he he like like he struggled like from like from the jump with drops, but he, he had a lot of big plays this past weekend.
0: Do you would you say he looks improved athletically or more so just more consistent and more consistent ball? Like he, he was catching
1: everything. Like we like just much more consistent. Like the athleticism I thought has always been there. Like he looked like an athlete last year at Right, you know, OTAs, etc., cetera, and training camp. It was just he had issues with catching. And I I, I didn't see that this weekend at all. Like he he was, in my, in my opinion, the most impressive player for those limited practices.
0: Sweet. Well, in other news, the Jags are going to be signing former XFL player, linebacker Willie Taylor. <laughs> I have no takes on him, do you?
1: I think he's a pass rusher instead of like an off-ball linebacker. But luckily, there's nobody's like yet using that terminology when it comes to rosters, I, w- I will say like the more and more practices I go to the outside linebackers are literally calling themselves like edge. Like, like when they do like the, like the position group on three, they're literally saying edge. So it's, it's a thing now.
0: Okay. <laughs> it's a thing now. For yeah. Sure.
1: Just, hey, uh, yeah. And you're forgetting their, their other, uh, big pickup yesterday. I was about room. to say, yeah. The most athletic tight end prospect ever.
0: Size adjusted, yes, it's
1: <laughs> 27. But people like we're asking, like, if he's so athletic, why hasn't he done anything? He's been playing football for like 24 months or something like that. It's probably yeah. a- the fact that he played in 11 games with Washington after having zero organized football experience is pretty insane. <laughs> yeah,
0: Sammy Reyes from Tulane, right? Yeah, roll wave. Yeah,
1: yeah it was like on the like Chilean national basketball team. And <laughs> I guess after his basketball career, I was like, okay, I'll give football a try. Worked out at UF's Pro Day in 2021 and was with Washington in 2021. Appeared in like 11 games as a special teams guy. And last year was on the Bears practice squad. So it, like he's an older guy. And obviously like there's a reason like he was available. You know, I mean, he's a 27 year old who's played tight end for like two years now, but. Right. More, more interesting than your typical May signing.
0: Mm, Jaguars sign him and former tight end Jacob Harris. Is there now breaking news on Evan Ingram? Overreaction of the week? I got to give you one, John, because it's so slow. Yeah. No. But no, that's... No, <laughs> I, shouldn't have, I shouldn't have even
1: said that. It. It's so absurd. No, I, it, it was a good try. It was a good try.
0: There's some interesting names floating around.
1: Yeah, I I will say it's funny how after the draft, I thought this today... Like they were like, yeah, we'll make some moves after the draft, and then they like specifically said, "Who's to say how big or how small they will be?" And I mean, they've made several now, so I'm you can't you can't call them liars, you know? Like they don't had a bad like, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> moves have been made. Moves have been made. Technically, yeah. All right, you want to move up towards our regular season game by game predictions? Let's
1: I, let's go. I'm a little I'm a little nervous that. So, like, just for full disclosure, I had them at 6-10 and 10 last year, and that obviously looks stupid. But, like, through the first half of the season, like, even game by game, it was fairly accurate. And then mm-hmm. they obviously went on that run at the end of the season, I, you know, beating the Ravens, beating Dallas. This year, I don't – like, we've known who their opponents are for a long time. But, like, even with, like, the few elite – like, we'll get into it. But the few, like, difficult teams they're playing, they're playing them at home. So, I – I am disgustingly optimistic, and like I've, 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 I don't know if I've ever predicted them to win ten games in my career covering them. And I, we'll, we'll get to what we have them at. But.
0: I'm a little concerned for you too because I thought I was being I, real optimistic, and then I saw what your final prediction was. My,
1: my strategy when I do these is to go with my gut each time, and to not when I get to the end if I'm surprised by the record to just keep it and be like, okay, I mean that's what I thought, and that's exactly what I did because I definitely looked at it and was like, huh. Maybe I should go back in there and tweak it a little bit, but no. It was my gut guess. So.
0: Yeah, was I was it. able to throw in like one or two random losses, which just always happens. So that's the so, yeah. real sweet spot. It's <laughs> like guessing the non-playoff team loss that happens. I feel like is a challenge at this point.
1: True that. True that.
0: All right, well, let's get into it. Week one at Indianapolis. I've got a W.
1: Yeah, I, I, I got a W too. Like it's going to be either Gardner Minshew or Anthony Richardson in his first ever start, which like, even if you're optimistic on Richardson as a quarterback prospect, and I, it's, I think it's fair to say a lot of people are like, I think even the Panthers, they said the reporting has been like that the other quarterback they consider at number one was Richardson. Like it's still his first start and he's still like a sub 60% college passer. Who's in his first NFL start, you know, like he's, He's going to look like a rookie in his first half. He
0: started what, like 12 games? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm definitely one of the bigger Richardson optimists, but I I, I agree that like Shane Steichen is going to have to exceed a lot of expectations to coax more than a couple wins out of Richardson as a rookie.
1: And that's like another like advantage. And like we'll get to it later, but like the Jaguars are playing these young quarterbacks early in the season where most, most young quarterbacks, like if you're going to be able to play, like you're better later in the year when you have more starts under your belt. But Pretty lucky, so yeah. I'll I'll go I'll go win versus Colts Week One. Win versus
0: Colts Week One. Yeah. I got a loss in Week Two, the home opener against Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as much as I wanted to put a W here, because it should be a pretty fun game, and like obviously Calvin Ridley is going to make a big difference for this game. But I don't really think the Jags were as close to beating Kansas City in either of their last two matchups last year as people might like to remember. So. Uh, Like, I think the Chiefs are obviously a tier above pretty much every team, but including the Jaguars.
1: It'll be interesting to see, like, where the Jaguars offense is at in terms of being able to keep up with, like, the NFL's, like, best quarterback and stuff. But I'm with, like, Chiefs offense against the Jaguars defense, even if it's improved, which is still, you know, something that has to be proven. I will say, like, the Chiefs sometimes have weird early season losses, like against the Colts in week three on the road last year. But – yeah, I'm with you. I, w- I went with a Chiefs win.
0: Chiefs win. Yeah. I like. It's gonna be hot as heck in September too. But I don't think that's gonna be enough of an edge to. No, learn. I, I,
1: I've definitely have learned over the years that that doesn't
0: really matter, honestly. Well, there you go. All right, Week Three is against the Houston Texans at home. I think they're gonna win big here.
1: Uh, again, like a young quarterback, you know, early on, like CJ Stroud should be able to play decently as a rookie, but it's going to be his third game ever, D'Amico's third game ever as a head coach, their offensive coordinator's third game ever calling an offense. Like it's going to be like a really young team with a lot of new pieces. So on on top of all that, the Jaguars are, you know, supposed to be like several years ahead of them in their rebuild. So yeah, Jaguars, Jaguars W. Mm
0: -hmm. I like people are pointing to the last. Home game against the Texans last year as a reason to I don't know be cautious, but I feel like if anything that would be motivation for the Jaguars to. That was so just, just, yeah, pig <laughs> slop of a game. It also that was that. that was
1: that was just two two pigs fighting in the slop. You know, <laughs> like
0: they put cameras on it and <laughs> yeah, and then Damian Pierce was the winning hog. Well, wow.
1: I I I will say. I think the Texans will be better this year and people give getting no credit for it, but not that early in the year, which, again, the GI, like I, I don't think the Texans are going to be like one of the two or three worst teams in football.
0: Yeah, but I also think that like they think they're a lot closer to competing than they really are, just because trading up for Will Anderson is maybe a smart move because he's a really good player and fits yeah. well, Ryan's scheme. But, like, I don't know. I feel like they might have like pushed all their chips in a year too soon.
1: I saw a take that said they're going to regret that move for the next decade. That's going to haunt them for the next decade.
0: That's just a Caleb Williams take. It's like a dressed-up Caleb Williams take. They're like it's just assuming that the Texans should like, have tanked again and gotten like, Williams.
1: If they took Anderson at two, they would have had to use more picks to trade up to take Stroud at three, right?
0: Right, but it just would have been like such a bad look if they took an edge rusher before yeah. a quarterback. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a. It's a nonsense argument, honestly. It, it, We're just at that a, point yeah, in it, the season. It's
1: an argument I'm excited to have no part in. <laughs> years.
0: No. Yeah. All right. So the Jags are two and one per both of our predictions going into London Week Four. They face the Falcons. I've got them being the Falcons, and then the Bills the following week. I I I, I
1: think I'm prepared to look completely stupid for this. I think Desmond Ritter is
0: going to kind of stink. I I. I think he's gonna be like very fine. Like I think he'll be good enough to like That's... make the Falcons like a playoff contender, but then everyone will be agreeing that the Falcons shouldn't give him a second contract and should look for an upgrade.
1: That's the thing. I like the Falcons roster, like honestly, a good bit outside of him.
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty fun and as upset as fantasy people get over their ut- utilization of their offensive stars. It's a That's... pretty well-coached team, and if the defense like gels together quickly with all their new faces, then it could be an exciting team.
1: I saw another fantasy take that said, even if Robinson is a Hall of Fame player, it was a bad pick. <laughs> I'm telling you, John, it's just the off-season takes. Stop. Stop reading and recording. I, I, I like running these takes by you because they're by your people. It's, oh my people! Come it's on, your, it's your community.
0: I, maybe me of two years ago. <laughs> I've changed, Sean. Come on, you can't keep referencing me as the statty nerd guy. You, you put forever. you put
1: you put Moneyball on your resume.
0: No, I'm working on my resume right now. It's there's no reference. I can promise you that. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Updating it. Let's see. All right. And so, but no, I
1: like you said. I have them beating the Falcons because like do you hear that thunder?
0: No, it's pretty dark right here, but. I yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> if if this storm is what takes us out, I'm glad we were talking about the Jaguars versus the Atlanta Falcons. And yeah, I'm glad we were hyping up that. In Atlanta. our final That's moments, yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, like, the Falcons have a ton of new faces on defense and a first-year defensive coordinator, along with the young quarterback. I'll take the Jaguars in that. But I, I, I feel like that could be one of the wonky games that they maybe drop that they should you know what I mean? Definitely. As for Buffalo, like I feel like Buffalo is getting screwed having to go to London to play a team that's already there for one, and then for two, I don't. Buffalo just feels weird to me this year.
0: Yeah, I think we've talked before about how they've kind of low gre- low key regressed, and yeah, like I'm, the offense just relies completely on Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, which is pretty cool for as long as they're healthy. But I don't really. Have a ton of hope for them to be perfectly healthy or for Don Kincaid to solve the offense as a rookie tight end. I'm no longer Buffalo Pilled. Like I'm no longer
1: like I was interested in them for like a year or two, and I'm no yeah. longer like right, now like, they're
0: just always at the top of rankings, but it's like, what have they really done?
1: Like everybody picked them to go to the Super Bowl last year. Now fast mm-hmm. forward just a year, and I'm like eh.
0: <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I guess just injuries to Von Miller and Josh Allen. Played a pretty big part, so maybe we're underrating them, but that yeah, they don't really have a great vibe right now, so it seems like the Jags could take care of business like with the rest advantage,
1: yeah. So, um, I, I think we're both with so what we have them at four and one with the only loss to the Chiefs through five weeks. I mean, yeah, I don't know, they, they're probably we have them at four and one, but they'll probably be like if I had to say, like reality probably like three and two.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair, but I do expect them to come off starting pretty hot just because it will be a little bit risky having two young and experienced offensive tackles to start the season. But, and then Calvin Ridley is good enough that I don't really think it's going to be a big deal that they don't have a continuity there, but they have plenty of continuity elsewhere on the offense and then plenty on the defense as well. And so they're just going to be one of the more stable teams and turning the off. Op- uh, season. And there's going to be, there's a plenty of other teams that had a lot more like roster over change.
1: Yeah. Nah, and I mean, e- even like overall, if you want to look at the Jaguars roster, simply improving by people being there, like from a year ago, like if, if it's just the same offense from a year ago, you're sw- swapping out Marvin Jones for Calvin Ridley and <laughs> yeah. Juan Taylor for a rookie. Like I, I, I'd imagine, like, it's going to be – I I saw – I want to say it was a reefer-son's rankings that the Jaguars is the 14th-best offense. I think it's good. Like, the expectation has to be, like, eight or seven.
0: I think that's what they were last year. So, I think you should expect top five just from Trevor Lawrence being in year two of Doug and year three of the NFL alone. Exactly. not even talking about Calvin Ridley.
1: They were top ten last year with Marvin Jones, I guess, one of the, like, the top snap getters at wide receiver. Right so
0: yeah i i think they're gonna have like a decent amount of 30 point offensive games and it's gonna yeah. be a fun season
1: i'm with you so moving on to week six home game versus the colts yeah Colts haven't beat them in jacksonville since you know i since i was i want to say even i i want to say i wasn't even in high school yet. i wasn't like middle school it was it was no, ago.
0: wasn't really that i mean I know Frank Reich was 0-5 in Jacksonville, which was yeah. 2017. But yeah. does the Colts streak go back farther than that?
1: The Colts' last win in Jacksonville was 2014. Wow. I was a junior in high school. <laughs> what are Feeling you? old? No. Good. No. 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 I mean, so we already talked about them getting Richardson in the first start. Did you have this as a win?
0: Yeah. I mean – I know that the Jags have a bad rest advantage since they have to play this game after a long trip in London, but I don't really think the Colts are going to be good enough by week six. Either Richardson will be struggling or they're going to be starting Minshew either way. Like I, I don't really see a scenario where the Colts are thrilled with our quarterback play halfway through the season. So I, I think it'll be close and closer than at Indy, but I think the Jags will pull out with a win.
1: I, I had the Colts winning just because I feel like the Jags would do a dumb loss at some point to an yeah. not rivaling. That's totally that's, fair. That's literally my logic, and if anybody wants to question it, you're completely welcome to. But I, I'd imagine this would be a game like versus them versus the Texans last year, where there's no reason at all that they should lose it, and
0: right. It becomes on paper, like on paper they should be five one through the first six weeks, but I agree with you that they might drop a random one to like the Colts or the Falcons. Yeah,
1: because. We're not just picking like, you know, who who they should be favorited against. You know, we're we're picking reality here. You reality. Know? We're writing the scripts,
0: baby. And
1: teams lose the team. Teams lose the teams that they shouldn't lose to all the time. You know, true I mean, story. Jags lost a few last year they shouldn't have lost to. So yeah. All right. So week seven at the Saints Thursday night football. I I know that you know you're probably gonna be on Bourbon Street for this one. Who you got? <laughs>
0: I'm going to be going with the Saints just because I mean, Ooh. i picked the Colts for the last week. So I think they're all their travel in the first part of the season is going to catch up to them on a short weekend on Bourbon Street with me.
1: I think Dennis Allen is aggressively mid. <laughs> I, that, 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 and that is why I think the Jaguars will win.
0: Yeah. Derek Carr is also aggressively mid. But I don't know. I just like, I think he's like the type of quarterback who can just put together those like dink and dink and dunk drives and take anything the Jags defense gives him, And then I think the Saints have like a still talented enough defense to like make Lawrence uncomfortable and just like sneak away with a win on a short week.
1: I think Dennis Allen is a Derek Carr of coaches and Derek Carr is a Dennis Allen of quarterbacks. So that, <laughs> yeah. that, is, that is my logic for them winning that game. Again, if you want to argue with me.
0: Okay. Well, we both got them dropping – Going one and one in weeks six and seven.
1: So, so we both got them five and two at this point. Right. Yeah. All right. Week eight at Pittsburgh.
0: I've got a second straight loss because I think this is one of those games where they lose to a team they maybe shouldn't. I just feel like they're the Jags' offensive or the Jags' weaknesses in general are cornerback depth and pass protection. And I feel like the Steelers are best suited to beat that with their, like, just probably top five defensive line and then not elite by any means, but pretty solid, stable receivers. Fair enough. I
1: oh no. know. To, to me, it just comes down to Trevor Lawrence versus Kenny Pickett. I,
0: <laughs> yeah. not like,
1: like, I, I, I a lot of games, like I think you have to go either the quarterback advantage or head coach advantage, and this is a game I definitely could see the Jaguars dropping because I think the Steelers are going to be better this year than people probably give them credit for. But I, I, I have them winning this one just because I, I don't know. I'm, I know Kenny Pickett had some late game heroics on national television, etc. I'll never forgive the Raiders, but I overall still think that Trevor Lawrence, and especially by that point in the season, I think he'll be, like, picking up steam, you know. So right. I I, I have them winning solely because of that. If that's not a great argument, that's probably fair. But that's my stance on it. I think Lawrence is better than Pickett by a large enough margin that I think they'll win that one.
0: My only Pickett take is that I read somewhere recently that he was, like, pretty much picked by ownership just because Art Rooney like was on his deathbed still mad at himself for not picking picking Dan Marino. So sure. they're like, oh there's another pit kid. Like we're not messing this messing this up again, even though Pickett is obviously not Dan Marino. Fair enough. I mean
1: sorry i, I I'm, I'm trying to I don't have any information on the topic so I'm trying to Quickly comment on it without liability my, myself. Like, you basically could have. But I, I did not like Kenny Pickett at Pittsburgh very much. Like, I think he would have been, like, God, how many quarterbacks were drafted? I, th- I think he would have been the fifth best quarterback in this draft class. Like, I, I like Will Levis more than I like Kenny Pickett.
0: I kind of think that Kenny Pickett is the same thing as Desmond Ritter were, or they're both fine. I don't think they're going to win or lose games, honestly. Yeah. So
1: I'm with you. All right, so next, we're on to the bye week. We're going to quickly break just for a second for our advertisements and our sponsors. We'll be right back. So, Gus, out of the bye yeah. week, we have them, you know, I have them at six and two after the first eight weeks. You have them at what, five and three?
0: Correct. That's a lot of the expectations, my friend. I know. It's a little scary. And they they did start out pretty hot last year, though. I mean, they were kind of closer in the Eagles game than it felt like because the Eagles kind of ran away towards the end. But the Jags had a pretty Eagles. good fight against a really good Eagles team in yeah. legit like hurricane situations. It was horrible weather. And then, I don't know, I feel like there was one other early game they dropped last year where they probably shouldn't have. And for the most part, we're, we're – looking pretty solid before they started their playoff push. So I think five and three or six and twos, reasonable expectations for 2022 Jags plus Calvin Ridley.
1: Yeah. I mean, they, they, they would have beat the Eagles if Trevor Lawrence didn't have just drop the ball. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like times. Bumbles or something. yeah, I, I, I think he had a pick too. So he had five turnovers. I think if he had two turnovers, I think they would have, you know, but yeah, every, every year is different. Week 10 hosting the San Francisco 49ers. I that to me is like one of the most interesting games because that's you know, those are one to like top tier teams, I think. And you get to see, and especially since it's a NFC team who you're not going to play very often, it's a rare chance to see you know how you kind of stack up.
0: I, yeah, I wrote originally during the Thursday schedule release that that would be the toughest just test for the Jaguars on their whole schedule.
1: Yeah, I'm wrong. It's it's def- it's definitely up there. I mean, I, I'm assuming Brock Purdy will be the quarterback by that point. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. They are have so much confidence in him. I wish I had as much confidence as a 49ers organization has in Brock Purdy in anything because it's I, remarkable.
1: I hate the quarterback situation. I hate the I mean, same Bradford is going to start, not Trey Lance, right? Like That, that seems to be the...
0: I think that, like, as of today, that's how it would go. That's but insane. I, I want to see <laughs> Trey Lance so bad. I, like, get that... Uh, we should have, like, pretty much zero expectations for him that's at insane. this point. But just the thought of uh athlete of his caliber with Kyle Shanahan he's... as opposed to freaking Brock Purdy. <laughs> he got hurt on a design running play. <laughs> mm. I'm hoping yeah. that, like, he just, like, Shanahan uses uh lance in the red zone no
1: no i I don't hope that that's sick that's perverse i i hope he gets traded for a ham sandwich behind a quarterback who eventually the team will either be bad enough or something will happen he will get a chance to start because i just yeah i mean i'm I'm not interested in seeing sam darnold man no
0: i was pretty surprised that the niners didn't trade him during the draft but i guess teams i guess he could be like an in-season trade candidate for Whenever a team's like okay starter goes down, and then they've just got nobody, and not really a future at the position. Who else needs a quarterback? I mean, like, like say Sam Howell has an injury for Washington, or I mean the Titans just they got Jacoby ladder, Brissett. Who they they got Jacoby Brissett? Oh, they do. He's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Okay, maybe like the Dolphins could be cool if two gets an injury. Um... Yeah, maybe. There's there's plenty of teams that just like don't have good depth behind their starting quarterback. The Jaguars. You wanna see CJ Bethard? I'll trade uh, probably not whatever it would take for Trey Lance, but I wouldn't be totally against it. Oh, Man, yeah. I would be against it. He's yeah. gonna talk it. <laughs> I mean, Yeah. See it's, it's <laughs> i talk myself in and out of that one real quick. It's over.
1: If you're losing snaps with Sam Darnold, it's over. So yeah. All
0: right. right. Well uh, enough about Trey Lance, but even if Sam Darnold or Brock Purdy it will be starting against the Niners, they easily have the best skill possessions, skill position players in the league, and inarguably and a top three offensive play caller. So, well, the last time these two teams played, it was in Jacksonville and San Francisco, had an opening drive that took up the entire first quarter, or technically 12 minutes, I think, but it's pretty much uh, the entire first quarter. So, that was pretty funny. The question of this game, I feel like, is, Will the Jags, will Mike Caldwell let that happen again, even though it wasn't Mike Caldwell?
1: Yeah, no, it was what Joe Collin? Yeah, yeah. So I, I just think this one comes down to Shanahan versus Mike Caldwell. And there's nothing against Mike Caldwell because Shanahan dunks on pretty much every defense coordinator. It's just, I, I think this scheme is not built to beat the 49ers scheme, personally. I mean, that, no, no, like, is, is that wrong to say?
0: No, no, but like, the because they both rely a lot on. Just like misdirection, and so the misdirection that the Kansas, or the, the San Francisco offense is going to a lot of times offset the Jaguars' like misdirection in terms of where they're sending blitzes or where they're getting bodies post snap. And um, I now, think even I was just going to say I would trust Cal Shanahan to win that misdirection battle over Caldwell.
1: Yeah, and you have a lot of young guys too, and Trayvon Walker, Devin Lloyd, who. Like they'll probably see some things that game that they'll, they've never seen before, and they won't see
0: again. Yeah, and I'd say if there's a defense to stop Lawrence slash elite quarterbacks in general, it would probably be a four man rush with a little bit more exotic coverage behind it. But like the Niners still have a really good four man nope. pressure, and then just sound zone defense behind, which is tough for any good quarterback. So Lawrence could have his hands full a little bit.
1: That game will be a good test for Jaguars' offense there offensive mm-hmm. line. What what would it would they rank for that one guy 31st? <laughs> yeah. Which
0: yeah. I like I could see the argument if you're going to have maybe not Cam Robinson this year and you're relying on two tackles with six combined career starts. Yeah. Like 31 is kind of too hot of a take, but like I can see the argument for bottom 5 to start the season to be honest. Future power rankings will be different. Fair enough. So you yeah, have winning or losing this game. Um, I have them winning because even though I said it was the toughest test, <laughs> oh, like I I just think that the quarterback advantage, like you said, like it's Brock Purdy or Sam Darnold, most likely. And they'd probably be one of the worst, just like individual passers the draw the court the Jaguars play. Geez. And then also the buy advantage because the Jags are gonna be coming off a of buy. So the buy and the quarterback advantage like made me right. tilt towards Jacksonville. Kyle Shanahan
1: is the 49ers quarterback.
0: That that, that argument (laughs) completely changes
1: when it's Matt Canada and Kenny Pickett versus Kyle Shanahan. Your argument is better. You You set me up, put me on a tee – you baited me that whole time thinking we're going to agree that they both lost. You didn't say anything that made me think that you, okay,
0: you know what? Well, I was Tell just me. thinking about my whole process because I was originally thinking it would be a tough test, but then I was like, nah. So, nah. Okay. Fair Property, nah.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, so what what, what record do you have them at after that game? Six and three?
0: Yeah, I think we're both six and three yeah, yeah. after week no. 10 against the Niners.
1: <laughs> That's convenient, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Okay, you go ahead and take the next one. I'm up, I'm upset that you – I opened up to you my thoughts about that game and you just completely <laughs>
0: – So you're only going to open up if I agree with you? That hasn't yeah. seemed good. I feel um, gaslit. <laughs> Trust me, you know if I was gaslighting you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So week 11, the Jaguars stay at home and they play the Titans. Um, This will be their first game against the Titans after already playing the Colts twice and the Texans once. I mean, the Texans are, I mean, the Titans have probably been their toughest opponent to play in the past five-ish years, but I kind of think they're going to sweep them this year with like the end of the Derek Henry, Ryan Tannehill reign era, yeah. whatever you want to call it in Tennessee.
1: I, I, I think the Jaguars finally figured out the key to beating the Titans. And, you know, like they,
0: they just, they had
1: the scheme and the pieces on offense to do it. They would have done it. Their offense, like they were a few misplays and, just dumb decisions in that last game against them for putting up more points on the board. Like I, I firmly believe that they can put up 30 points against the Titans, both games. So uh, I'm with you on that one.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think as long as Vrabel is around, it'll never be an easy game, even if the Titans are like picking in the top five, but I I still expect them to come out with a win in week 12 Fair or enough. week 11.
1: Are Week 12 versus the Texans? Who, who you got?
0: I just posted clips to Caleb Williams highlights. Fair so enough. I got the Jaguars.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. I got I also have the Jaguars. Like I, I think it'll be a tougher game than you than some people, i.e. you. Maybe, yeah. I give them credit for.
0: Yeah, I mean the Texans obviously have also played the Jags tough recently, but I I think- I, I just think they pushed their chips in too early. I think they're like a little bit unserious right now. Don't sleep on Don't sleep on them.
1: Okay. Don't sleep on them. They're going to win six games this year.
0: And one I will know. probably be against the Jags. I know. Put up the banner.
1: No, yeah. Went six and 11. <laughs> Valuation increased from 26 to 20.
0: <laughs> so now we've both got them at seven and three.
1: Uh, eight eight, eight and, three. and three. Eight and three. Yeah. After didn't win get... against
0: The Titans and Texans. Then you get the
1: the Bengals on Monday Night Football, Week Mm -hmm. 13. That's an exciting game.
0: Yeah, this starts a really exciting uh, just run of the schedule for the Jaguars. Who do do you got?
1: I don't know, man. It's brother versus brother, you know. Zach Taylor, Press Taylor. Obviously, the two forces that are going to dictate this game. Right, a classic Uh, brother bowl. (laughs) I have the Jaguars. Like, I could see this as – a game that could flip either way. I am losing just because I think, like, the Bengals offense against the Jaguars defense is a bigger advantage than the Jaguars offense against the Bengals defense. Does that make sense? Like, I think Burrow and his weapons against the Jags defense can do. Like, I think the Bengals defense can maybe offer a bit more resistance.
0: Yeah, I I think that's fair. I just think that almost like the Bills with um, Diggs and Allen, the the Angles just rely too much on like Lou Anarumu and Joe Burrow to kind of carry them to victory each week. And on the week side, yeah. it works like they're legit Super Bowl contenders and look like maybe the best, a top three team in the NFL. I won't say the best team, but I don't know. I, I think they're like a legit contender, but a flawed one at that. And so I think that like Caldwell can like force one mistake for Burrow and then. I think in room, might not really have the horses that he used to anymore. Like they lost not significant town yep. on defense this off season, but enough where it'll be a tough for him to face like top quarterbacks next year. So I wouldn't be surprised at all by a Bengals win, but I, I think the Jags have a good chance to win this primetime game.
1: All right. So that you're picking them to win. I am. <laughs> okay. So I got them at eight and four. You got them at nine and three mm-hmm okay all right week 14 at the dog pound cleveland browns you got them beating kevin costner's
0: team <laughs> yeah i do but this yeah. was this was one of the ones like atlanta or like the week six against the colts where i honestly wouldn't be surprised if they randomly dropped it just because i don't know the browns are not really close to being contenders but i think they're scrappy enough to make like a playoff push depending on how their quarterback situation shakes out whether he plays like the 2020 or 2022 version of himself it'll probably be somewhere in between and then i don't know they've they've got pretty pretty good edge rushers and pretty solid off offensive weapons all around like a good enough all-around offense to stress jacksonville's defense so i am predicting a jaguars win but i think it will be a little closer than some people might think
1: i'm down on the Browns solely because of vibes like not because of anything about their team, but just because I hate how optimistic people are about their team and
0: how optimistic people are. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: especially after the Zadarius Smith trade, a lot of people are seems like ticketing the Browns to the playoffs. I think they're closer to the Steelers than they are to the Ravens and uh, the Bengals.
0: Yeah, I think that's definitely fair. Is is like, Watson think- even
1: is Watson even good anymore?
0: We'll see. But like, I feel like he'll be in between. <laughs> But, like, I think the Steelers and Browns are both, like, sneaky playoff contenders, yeah. whereas the Bengals and Ravens are clear-cut title fair contenders. Enough.
1: Fair enough. I I don't know. I have them winning. I just – I'm down on the Browns vibes, and you can put that on my official Totally fair. Record.
0: That's part of the reason I think it's, like, a sneaky upset. Yeah. that's just, like, you kind of discount them because they're gross. I do. No, yeah, that's right. That's exactly why I do <laughs> I, I don't like them. All right. <laughs> Week 15, Baltimore
1: Ravens on the night football. I have them winning. Let's see. Ravens are your Super Bowl pick.
0: Right. Yeah, that I have not changed yet. And I probably won't now that Lamar is signed. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have looked up like what their Super Bowl odds were at the time of that take because I was kind yeah. of the point of it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think – The Ravens will be tough because we've talked about how the Jags got lucky by facing like the Falcons early in the season with a lot of new faces and the Colts and the Texans with just a lot of new stuff going on. And the Ravens will also have a lot of new stuff going on with a new offensive coordinator and Todd Monken and then two new receivers and Odo Beckham Jr. And Zay Flowers. But I think like by week 14, I think to start the season, they could struggle a little bit with all the new faces, but by week 14, Or, whatever week they face the Jaguars, they'll kind of be cooking. And Mike McDonald is probably one of the more underrated defensive coordinators and seems to have like the type of cover shells that could make Lawrence just confused enough for the Ravens to tweak it out. I I like the, I'm sticking with my Ravens hype. So I like Baltimore.
1: You, you saw me check to see if it was really week 14, didn't you? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's week 15.
0: No, I wrong. Uh,
1: I think it'll be a shootout, honestly. Like, yeah. I, I, I think that'll be like 30-something to 30-something. And it was
0: 28-27 last year, and the Ravens should have scored at least one more touchdown. Yeah,
1: so I, I think this is a shootout. I'd give the Jaguars the edge just because I still like their overall offense and weapons more than, the, like, the Ravens, like... Odell still has to prove, like, how much juice he has left. Zay Flowers is a rookie as opposed to you You have some proven guys and, you know, ETN. The, the biggest, Kirk, the biggest question mark is uh, Calvin Ridley, and I'm not even sure if he's a bigger question mark than Odell Beckham.
0: I would say definitely not.
1: Yeah, so I, I had the Jags one on that one.
0: Okay. Well, okay. we've got them splitting the – two primetime games against AFC North contenders. So I, I feel like that's like a fair outlook to see them yeah, split think, the so. home to primetime games between the Bengals and the Ravens. I think so. All right. Week 16 now. There you go. <laughs> At the Buccaneers. What's what's your take on the Bucs season? Do you think, are they closer to tanking or are they closer to contending?
1: Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask are the quarterbacks. <laughs> yep. I'm not interested in watching the buccaneers play football yep. this year
0: that was my exact same argument i was like their roster is pretty good but look at their quarterbacks
1: it'll be a good landing spot for potentially caleb williams or drake May.
0: yeah that's true Like they,
1: they definitely aren't operating like a team that's tanking outside of obviously not having a quarterback on the roster
0: did uh who's their offensive coordinator do you know
1: yeah, it is uh, – he was like Seattle's quarterback coach and passing game
0: coordinator. Uh, so he's like a McVeigh guy, you think? Because the Seahawks guy used to be a Rams guy. I, I think he's probably something along those lines. Okay. I am well, not one to make assumptions like you. Their, their coaching performance wasn't super inspiring last year. So I think between – a lot of factors I wouldn't be surprised to see them towards the bottom of standings by the second to last game of the season
1: and I mean Todd Bowles seems like a swell guy but like he just he seems like the coach who would like Doug Marone felt like the perfect kind of coach to okay lead a tanking team this year who (laughs) like we know you're not gonna try to be bad but nobody will really care if you are Todd Bowles kind of seems like he's cut from the same cloth
0: right it would be a good landing spot though yeah so So, we
1: we both have him beating
0: Tampa Bay we both have him beating Tampa Bay. Right, there we go.
1: All right. Carolina. Bryce Young. Yep. I'm concerned about Bryce Young. Yep. <laughs> I would like to retract every take I had about him after I saw him at rookie minicamp. I'm sorry. I I don't care if that's reactionary. I no longer – at the time, like, when they were taking them one, I was like, I, I get it. You know, like, I've, I get having question marks and all these other guys. He was clearly the best quarterback in college football. Like, I know he's short, but I get it. But after seeing him in those videos and stuff, I'm imagine how
0: Frank Reich feels. <laughs> Dude, it's like they like we're filming like a social media schedule video and like he's like an actor in there on the field for him. They look doctored. Oh man. Well, I've got the Panthers coming out with a victory oh, because God. as small as Bryce Young More. looks in the videos, and as even though Frank Reich hasn't won in Jacksonville as the Colts' head <laughs> yeah. coach. I don't know. Like this, this goes into the category for me of like Jack games, the Jaguars should win, but could lose. And I feel like there's just like, this was just the game. I happened to pick in the schedule where I think they couldn't randomly lose.
1: I'm selling all my Bryce young real estate. I feel bad for Frank Reich. Uh, I, I don't think their offense is going to be very good this year. Like I don't, I, I, really, I don't like their line very much. I don't like their skill positions very much. Like, like Mingo's interesting, but he's just interesting. You know, like, like he could very well be Terrace Marshall. You know, who is also on there. Like he could be I,
0: Lavisca Chanat.
1: Like exactly who people yeah. are seemingly excited about in Carolina. So right, yeah. So no, I, I, I haven't been Carolina, and I'm concerned about Bryce Young. I'm cons- I'm concerned about my takes about Bryce Young less than I'm concerned about Bryce Young, which says a lot about how married I am to my takes.
0: I definitely am not expecting fireworks from the offense, but I think like their offense could be like middle tier, and then if they just have a few breaks on defense, because their defense, if things break the right way, could be an easily top 10 unit, I think. Fair enough. So, I- they're just one of those other sneaky contenders, I would say.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. It is Week eighteen versus the Titans. Is the AFC South title on the line here?
0: No, I don't think so.
1: Nah, I don't think. I think so. the Jags wrap it up by now. Yeah, I think they have it wrapped up by then too. I right, so win lose. Do they do they go to Nashville and get two in a row?
0: Yeah, I said they go on a trip to Nashville strictly on business and get it done with a win. God. Thank you for your narrative. Walt Woodman over here. <laughs> I, it was like the last <laughs> division game. I, I had nothing left in the tank. What do you got?
1: Yeah, I, I got, I, I think they will be starting Will Levis by then. Yeah. And that's basically all I got. Will Levis versus Trevor Lawrence. I, I don't know. Maybe that's the game where the Jaguars are. Oh no, it's week 18. Week, week 18 is a very stupid week in the NFL, but I, i'm I'm if that's one of the ones I miss i'm not gonna count it as it it's like a half miss
0: <laughs> no that doesn't count it's a half <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Yeah, it does a is in half a game it's not a seventeen and a half game schedule <laughs> yeah it is oh my it's not God. A real game no it's not a real game i'm not gonna i'm not gonna let you count that that's all too far
1: you, and you have, you have them winning it right yeah all right so if they lose
0: you get a full miss yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm accepting uh, that. I took the Panthers to win the week before. Yeah, I'm not did. concerned about half or full wins and well, losses.
1: I'm concerned about sharing the same answer as you have to the Panthers one.
0: I'm only going to be looking back at these schedules that we predicted if slash <laughs> nah. when they're 100% correct. No. So nah, I'm not I, worried about I, it. I have
1: them ingrained into my memory, so I can remember every week the ones that you have
0: wrong. I'm going to be <laughs> harping that little on your shoulder. like I won't stop. <laughs> You got my score predictions too. Then I'll be really cocky if I ended up getting like one or two scores right.
1: <laughs> I don't believe in score predictions. It gives me more range to be wrong. I I don't I don't believe I don't I don't believe in the art of making myself look dumber than I am.
0: Yeah. Maybe we, next next year we'll do like look aheads at the spread. Yeah. Yeah, numbers. Yeah, numbers. I don't too, think it's more and, interesting to talk about like the Texans and the Titans games.
1: Yeah, numbers too, and things get all fuzzy for me. But... <laughs> all right, fair
0: enough, fair enough. I think it's the opposite. I think they get clear, but all right, fair enough. Numbers guy, numbers guy. Yeah, so you got them at 13 and four, and I got them at 12 and five. Yeah, I have them losing to the Colts,
1: the 49ers, the Chiefs, and the Bengals,
0: and I got them losing to the Panthers the Chiefs, the Saints, the Steelers, and another team?
1: You have have them dropping a couple weird ones, I'll be honest. And the Ravens was
0: my other one. And the Ravens, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I mean, I feel pretty good. If you say that you have me predicting them dropping a couple weird ones, it makes me feel better about my predictions. They're going to go 500 against the NFC South? Yeah. 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 And the AFC North. Yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> that. Yeah. Two equal divisions, as as it's many gonna, are saying. Well, no. 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 How no, far no, is no. the
0: season? Freaking three months.
1: Yeah, but you're not changing any takes by now. Well, you're going to change a take whether Ken, Kendrick Pryor or Parker Washington makes the roster? No. You. you no. You, you're married to these takes.
0: Okay. Well, the only so, one that matters is Ravens Super Bowl. It's just going to keep looking better and better. Fair
1: enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I mean, I, I'll I'll count your hot take of the week as the Jaguars, basically, per Gus Logue, the Jaguars have a bottom five offensive
0: line in the NFL. I, I <laughs> okay, fine. Word. No, no, I twisted it. Arguably, too. bottom five as they stand today. I'll, I'll, I'll take that hot take. My hot
1: take is, huh? My hot take is the panthers will be the worst team they play this year
0: okay that's a good one yeah
1: i think the panthers will finish with the worst t- record in the texans
0: okay while we're going at each other my the hot take that i prepared for the show was that <laughs> your take <laughs> that bob sanders is the player that you would want yeah. in the nfl or okay so there was a tweet that was like what sports player would you want to like not have had injuries in their career yeah. You said Bob Sanders. Okay. Would that really have made the YouTube videos more exciting for you to watch?
1: Am I gonna repeat every single answer that everybody else was having? <laughs> huh? I feel like You want me to say Tony Bazelli? So I can no. get re- so I can get retweeted by Jags Fan 1969?
0: If there's a good Jags answer, it's probably Allen Robinson. Just so that in case that. it pushes them to like a Super okay. Bowl, in I could
1: I, I consider Allen Robinson. But if you think I look ridiculous for saying Bob Sanders, imagine how ridiculous I look for saying Allen Robinson.
0: That no, okay. So my take on your take is just that like picking someone that played before the era that you watched is absurd. Because like, how does that benefit you at all? That Bob Sanders got like a few more thousand yards on his you, resume
1: you ass i watched bob sanders as a kid <laughs> oh. you ass <laughs> Just because it was for your time <laughs> i <laughs> thankfully remember watching bob sanders as a kid oh my gosh all right well no what all right
0: then i rescind my hot take bro <laughs> i hate you
1: his rookie year was in 2004. I was like eight. I was watching him. I was going oh, to take. So, yeah. So, he, he, he played until I was in, like, my mid-teens. Like, you don't remember players from when you were, like, just starting to watch football until, like, your
0: mid-teens? I guess. Yeah.
1: No. You, yeah. No. No. I'm, I, I didn't mention, like, Sterling Sharp or something. I didn't pick a player from the 90s.
0: Yeah. Read a book. Okay. Give me your player. Give me your player. I said Gronk, which might seem like a uh, people could get upset about because of the Jersey War, but I just had fun watching him. I would have enjoyed seeing thirty more touchdowns in the NFL playoffs. It was fun to watch.
1: He already has like every every record, doesn't he?
0: I think he has like pretty much every single season record that you could have, but i don't I don't know. I feel like he had too many injuries to get all of the career records. Somebody tweeted so, me. A... Gonzalez and Kelsey are probably both ahead of him in most just career reception totals. I love... is just like one of the most fun players I've watched, so I would have enjoyed watching more of him.
1: I I have another one for you that I almost put that you would have also mocked. Okay. Jason Verrett.
0: No, that's a that's a that's a good football hipster one. Yeah. I'll give that one to you. <laughs> That's why I didn't say it. I guess that's why I said Gronk is because everyone already knew him. But yeah, maybe the football hipsters would have been.
1: Yeah. Well, now, now I'm going to know I'm tweeting with you having a watchful
0: eye on it for content. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. We got to make takes out of nothing right now. It's May.
1: Fair, Fair enough. Hey, OTA is a few days away, baby.
0: A few days away.
1: They're very, they're very
0: dry. <laughs> They're very boring. All right, John, you ready to get out of here? You got any w- lingering takes? No. Nah, I...
1: Should we give – okay, you have ra- – are you sticking with Ravens, the Super Bowl winners? Just yeah. just for the sake of takes?
0: For the sake of takes, I'm sticking with it okay. now. You, you have a Super Bowl winner?
1: Give me your Ravens over who, and I'll give you my – Like over
0: who in the NFC? Yeah. Trying to think of another team I could trust besides the Eagles, but I think I gotta go Eagles. I
1: got Chiefs over Eagles again.
0: That's like the correct take, honestly. Yeah,
1: like it wouldn't be like shocking to see a repeat of the same teams, would it?
0: No, I mean if if anyone asked me for like my serious take on who's gonna win the Super Bowl, then definitely the Chiefs for as long as Mahomes is healthy. really. No. Yeah, the Ravens is your serious take. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, I was trying to decipher. I'm okay. Yeah, the Ravens is my take. Yeah. Or differentiate. Yeah. Thanks, I'm thanks. ready to get out of here, John. The heat's on my, in my house. And I need to turn it down. I'm, you got me sweating.
1: Well, sorry for putting the fire to your feet. Thank you guys <laughs> for joining us for this week's episode, and we'll see you guys next week.